Hello and welcome, beautiful passengers, to episode 54 of the Game Train podcast. My name is Carl Smith, and as always, I've got Callan Davison right here with me. Hello. By right here, I mean across the state all the way in Melbourne while I sit here in the Gold Coast. But you know, right here. Exactly. Uh, We've got a bit of a special episode for you. We're going almost back to the normal style of episode, but instead of a review, we've got a a little something special to look forward into the year 2019 and what's to come. But before all that, guys, let's finally do it. Let's jump into the news. So we haven't done news in a long time, so a lot's come and gone and we've had to let go of some. So it was hard to see like what to talk about and what's relevant, but uh, there's still a bunch of stuff out right now. Like, uh, you know, we've got a bunch of dates, like Yoshi's Crafted Worlds, since the last time we recorded, now has a real date, March 29. So that's pretty sick. Uh, I'm very excited for that. It looks charming, gorgeous as ever. Um, and this uh, Bungie and Activision split, that's, that's a bit of news. Have you heard about all that stuff, Mr. Davison? Yeah, they split up, but Bungie is keeping the kids, also known as Destiny. Oh, is that how it's going to happen? Yeah, they've, they've just split apart. So technically, uh, Destiny is now an indie game. What? <laughs> is that the biggest, most successful indie game ever made? I don't know. I don't know. But uh, yeah, uh, also on top of that, we are getting a new Alien game, but it's coming to mobile and it's called Alien Blackout. Ah, see, and they teased that a little while before announcing the whole mobile part of that didn't they uh L- yeah a little bit sneaky yeah. Um, but then they also um tease that a mobile shoot a mo- not a mobile shooter sorry a mmo shooter might be coming as well set in the alien yeah world. right so, so we'll like proper consoles out on that one yeah okay um let's see dragon's dogma the dark arisen was uh was announced that is now coming to Switch with all the DLC. I'm excited for this one because this is one I just completely missed. It was kind of around the time of like Skyrim and things like that, but it was made... Who, who makes this? It was Japanese guys. Uh, is, this, is this Capcom? I, I have no idea. I've never, ever heard of it before. Ah, right. Okay, well, I'm, I'm very sure it's from a Japanese developer, which is why it was funny because it's still very much like, um, you know, a Western RPG. Okay. Uh, but I never really knew a lot about it, except for how much I wanted to jump in and how curious I was. But I thought that was long gone and long past. But, you know, like everything else, it's yep. coming to Switch. Mm-hmm. New or old, everything sort Let's of finds Switch. its way there. <laughs> yeah. So that's pretty cool. Um, have you heard more about these From Software new projects? There's like a couple new projects on, in the works? No, not nothing in concrete, really. We know that Sekiro is coming out this year, but um, other than that, like there's been rumors that they've been working on stuff for a while, but nothing really set in concrete. Yeah, there's just some things flying around. I have, like you, I haven't found anything concrete, but it, it seems like there's some uh, reliable sources, as they like to say, saying that they're in fact working on two other projects that uh, that are not Dark Souls, but that's all we know. So it's just very curious. It didn't seem... Um, as rumory as some other stuff that we normally hear. As you say, rumors, there's rumors going around that uh, the Switch is going to get a bunch of SNES Classic games to its online compartment soon, maybe. Oh my God. A bunch of games have been data mined. So the 
So these names are inside the Nintendo Switch Online coding somewhere. Um, so they, you got stuff like Zelda: A Link to the Past, Super Mario oh. World, Yoshi's Island, etc., etc., etc. So there's like yes. 22 games on this, li- on this list so far. So people are pretty sure that Nintendo soon are going to be announcing that these games will start rolling out on the Switch, which is fantastic. So that, as people know, they already have their um, Nintendo Entertainment System games on there, and they've just added yes. Zelda 2 and Blaster Master this month yes so they yeah, add yeah. games every month so keep an eye out there might be snes games coming sooner rather than later oh man i'm so i you know what i completely forgot about that news until you mentioned it right now and i'm just buzzing hearing it already i'm so excited and so hopeful that that one's real yeah um speaking of being hopeful for old school things halo infinite has confirmed that it, they will have split screen multiplayer just to bring it back. So uh, that is super cool. I really like that. It's just a small, simple thing, but it goes a, a long way with the fans, I think. The last game didn't have it because I don't know, you know, trying to do the modern thing. But it's really cool seeing something that's just slated for such a new generation to still put that in because I think couch co-op games are really coming back, you know, especially with the Switch bringing back that Smash Brothers and Mario Kart vibe. But people like to just hang out and play games in the same room on the same screen. So go Halo Infinite for making that still strong and alive. Yay. Yay, yay. Um, let's see, Ollie Ollie, which Kellen and I only just kind of jumped into, thank you Melvick Smith for showing us that one, uh, is coming on the Switch in February. Ollie Ollie and Ollie Ollie 2, which if you guys don't know, is like a 2D kind of retro skate game. That is very much like skate more so than Tony Hawk. Like it's hard, but it's uh, really addictive and really fun. Yeah, pretty yeah. into well, that well, one. I don't have much else this end. How about you? Uh, yeah, just a couple little things before we uh, wrap it up. Uh, there's a new Dragon Ball Z action RPG that has been announced. Oh, no right. solid Oops. dates. I forgot about that. Yeah, <laughs> but that's that's a thing now that exists that is coming. And I, d- you know, like... With Dragon Quest and the similar art and a big RPG, I don't know where Dragon Ball Z sort of uh, uh, RPG fits. It, it fits into the hands of all those Dragon Ball Z fans out there. We are rejoicing for this game. We all cannot wait for this game. We are very excited for this game. But what after fighting, what else is there? I don't know what you're going to walk around doing. Uh, well, you can walk around, level up, fight more things, talk to people. You know, equip your character with new outfits. I suppose. But, I mean, you can do that in just a normal fighting game like we'll be talking about soon. That's okay. I'm, That's okay. I am very curious. Very, very curious. There, um, there have been Dragon Ball RPGs in the past, so it's nothing groundbreaking, but it's kind of cool that another one's coming. Yeah, I'm very excited to see what, what it looks like because the last Dragon Ball Z game we got was, like, one of the best-looking fighters just ever. So... It'll be really cool just to uh, check it out. Uh, remember they put that on the screen next to, um, what was it? Capcom versus Something was Marvel like vs. Capcom? Yeah. And they were like side by side on screen. And it was just like, guys, why did you do that? Dragon Ball looks so amazing. And then Marvel vs. Capcom just was like, heh. Um, okay, and last thing, which I thought just, just to mention, which is very interesting to me, that 
The Division 2 for the PC version is going to be sold on the Epic Game Store and not on Steam, which uh, I find really interesting how all these platforms are just kind of, you know, really building up. And it's not like Steam is by itself anymore. You know, we've got that one and what's that other one that's... Uh, I don't do uh, much PC Origin gaming. Origin Games is by EA. Yeah. Yeah, that one. Like, it's crazy how it's it's almost getting its own little competitive console war yeah, within see, the PC. Microsoft tried that um, years ago, like the Microsoft Store, and, and they bombed out. So yes, I don't know yep. what's going to happen here. Yeah, that's true. I mean, then you've said, also got um, the Blizzard um, app as well. Yeah, of course. So, Man. yeah. You PC gamers have a whole other world in there. That's uh, that's terrifying. But I think, for me, that's the news. How are you feeling? Yeah, that's the news. Just before we talk about the games we've been playing, uh, a little section here that we're going to condense compared to what we used to do last year with the Full Out Award. There's, As you guys know, there's all kinds of like games with gold and PS Plus and the Nintendo, and everything was just very confusing with different dates and things, so we're just shortening it right down, and we're just calling it, we've got to keep its namesake, because, you know, we just have to. So now it's called the Foulard Recommendation, and this is, I'm just going to say, a subscri- subscription game that's out at the moment that I think is worth playing, and this episode, that has to be Celeste. It's on Xbox Games with Gold, and it's free, and it was one of the best games last year, period. It's an amazing game. We've talked at length about it, so I'm not going to say too much. If you don't know anything and you wish I would say more, I apologize. Look it up. Go play it. It's free. You're welcome. Uh, right. Anything from you, Callan? Have you checked out any of these uh, free games? No, go get Celeste if you've got an Xbox. It's free. Excellent. Yep. Well, that's two for two, so you can't argue with that. We aren't even arguing, and we always do. Um, but that brings us into the games we have been playing now we got to try and squeeze this down because there's like a hundred yes. games since the I, last I like time we start, spoke I like about start this with the most important one during this uh yep. during our off season of course <sighs> man I was donut like, county oh sorry I'm just <laughs> no no okay i'm just gonna say these numbers or one number 463 is that your hours no that's how many runs i scored in cricket over <laughs> Come on. Oh, get out of here with that. I got back, into my, cricket. got back into my cricket game again. That's why you haven't been saying anything when I'm like, hey, I'm I'm stuck in playing Elder Scrolls online. And I was waiting for you to be like, uh, why are you playing that game that's like old? But you haven't said anything. I'm like, oh, he's being very accepting. Now I know why, because you have your own evil addiction. 463 hour score. New high score. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Oh, is that one game? That that's one innings in a game. Wow! Look at you go. That took Four. a long time to get to. I I could imagine. Was that a trophy or what? No, achievement no achievements. Nothing. It was just me just sitting there, just smashing the ball around the field. <laughs> hey, is this the game that didn't give you an achievement for getting a century? I think so. No, I'm sure it had. A, it must have had an achievement. I feel like there was something we were complaining about to do with achievements that was kind of that obvious. I will check that and I will get back to you the next time I'm on this. 
Please do, because if, if that didn't give you an achievement for a century... No, it didn't, for it a didn't century, put a 400, but I'd scored a century before a while ago. So, yeah, I'll have to, I'll have to check. All right, that's my, that's my full lame train for last year if, if you don't get an achievement for wow. getting a century in that game. Okay, all that's right, how let, much let, I let, care let's about get on to the other ones. But, uh, so, uh, yes. Resident Evil 2 Remake had a demo that came out, the one-shot demo. This was a really yes. cool demo. You only have one turn of playing it. The time lasts for 30 minutes. You see a little bit of the start of the game, uh, it, which was, yeah, it was great. Like, this demo is on the PC, the Xbox, the PS4. I downloaded it twice, so I could play it twice, because I'm like yep. that. Uh, the yep, demo, yep, why not? for those ha- that haven't played it yet, it's available until January 31st. But it was a, it's a great taste. It's a great taste of what's to come in the Resident Evil remake. Straight off the bat, you notice just how nice it looks. Like, it's a really nice-looking game. Oh, gorgeous. Gorgeous. It looks like one of those Sony PlayStation exclusive type games. Yeah, yeah. It, it felt very Sony straight away, even though I was playing it on Xbox. And, yeah, it did. Um, yeah, it, it follows the same storyline as Resident Evil 2, but there are a lot of differences. For example, this demo was in the police station, and I played through the demo, and then I watched someone on YouTube playing through the original um, police station on the original game. And yeah, it's a totally different map of the police station for starters. Oh, is it? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, so you, there's different puzzles. There's, uh, you know, in the old one, you used to be able to um, find a switch for the shutters to bring down these shutters to close the windows so the zombies can climb through the windows. Oh, this, instead of finding the wood. Yeah, this time you find wood and you sort of, like, put it over the windows to, like, stop the zombies getting in. Uh, yeah, cool, cool. Again, like the old one, it was very inventory management. You didn't have much inventory space. There wasn't much yep, yep. ammo around. That brought back memories straight the, away. The zombies take a lot of bullets to drop, so you're better off dodging them rather than fighting them, otherwise you're not going to have any ammo. Yeah, I wish I remembered that, and I yeah. wish I wasn't watching so much Walking Dead. I'm like, bang, in the head. All right, next. Wait, what is he doing? Oh, no. Yeah, exactly. I was like that too. I was like, what? What is this? Yeah, I'm like, how many times and have they shoot you in the head? And then I found the shotgun in the demo. I'm like, okay, I'm going to spare these, have these bullets sparingly. First zombie walks around the corner. I just put four shells into him. Oh, what? <laughs> uh, I did the same as you as holding back the bullets, but I am glad I got to shoot at least one zombie with that shotgun. And I think it was like soon after. It's like, thanks for playing. I'm like, no. Yeah, I, I didn't finish it on my first go, but I got up to like the very end on the first go. I didn't realize how close I was at the end because then I re-downloaded it on the PlayStation, had another crack, got through it this time. And yeah, I was at like the last door when it stopped on me last time. So yeah. Oh, uh, how do you know it was the last door? Because when I completed it on the PlayStation demo, I walked through the door that I was up to on my Xbox playthrough. Yep. Walked down the stairs, spoke to the guy, and then it rolled the credits. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I didn't know at the time on the Xbox one, not until I played the PlayStation one. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So I was just like. Oh, well, I enjoyed it. So, yeah. Anyway, yeah. So, it's uh, the game comes out on the 25th of this month on PC, PlayStation, Xbox. Um, I'm really looking forward to getting stuck into that because I was a huge fan of the original game 20 years ago. So, yeah. It's uh, a great little adventure. What else have you been playing? Uh, well, I jumped... I, I went... Um I got the new Mario, the new yes. Super Mario Brothers uh, Wii U. Deluxe. That's a long title. Oh, yeah. Yep. Deluxe. That's too long. Do not forget uh, the words Deluxe. 
Yeah, that's right. Uh, I've been, I've, and then I'll get into that. But as soon as I played that, I had the itch to get Guacamelee 2 and Rayman Legends straight away on my Switch because I was like, this is so nice. Uh, but there's just something, you know, I love the Mario games a lot. But the new Super Mario Brothers just never quite did it for me traversal-wise because I'm just so locked into memory with Mario 1 and 3 and World. And they're just so much tighter. Like, uh, for a modern um, comparison, I guess you could say something like Super Meat Boy and then, I guess, Guacamelee 2 as well. Just They're just more like frame-accurate. Uh, movement whereas it's a lot more floaty in new super mario brothers and i thought like oh i just don't like this uh, maybe it's just not good and of course it's good because it's mario and it's nintendo but i had an interesting chat with my younger brother melvick who says when he's playing a 2d platformer to him the new super mario brothers series is where he feels the most comfortable and where he likes to play and that to him is like the iconic perfect 2d platformer and then playing the older ones like Super Mario 3, and all that kind of thing, feel a bit more alien to him. So I just thought that's so interesting because of like where in the generations these games came out and what our muscle memory taught us. Yeah. So, um, yeah, because of that, I, I, I did enjoy myself. And, you know, like I, I love watching the characters and listening to the music and seeing all the familiar areas and stuff. But the puzzles and the game design and everything in like Rayman Legends and Guacamelee 2 have just been so much fun to jump into in the last couple of weeks. And to me, it's probably sacrilege saying this, but I think they're better side-scrollers. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah, look, I enjoyed my time with Mario so far. I'm still getting through it. I'm not overly far. But another game on the Switch, which I've just been in getting into the last couple of days, is Tales of Vesperia. And this originally came oh, yeah. out on the, like the Xbox 360, but now they've re-released it as a definitive edition. And I'm about 10 hours into this now. Um, it's a great little JRPG. Uh, it looks nice. The combat's fun. The story is slowly building. It's taking a bit to get there, but I think it should be a good payoff. I've heard it's good. So, yeah. Okay, good, good. Yeah. As long as you know yeah. something good might come, yeah. I don't know how oh, nice. I don't know how long the game is, uh, but yeah, it should be interesting to see how it goes. So, as it stands, and your knowledge of what I'm into, would you recommend it to me yet? Considering you know that I'm waiting to play uh, Dragon Quest XI and Kingdom Hearts. Yes, three. because none of them are on Switch yet. Yeah, that's true. See, that's, that's what true. that's I mean, why I got it because it's on Switch. If it had only been on console, I wouldn't have bothered. But because it was on Switch, uh, it's great to have another JRPG on that now. Dragon Quest XI is coming out on the Switch in Japan this year, and I'm hoping it's going to come out on Switch in Australia this year as well. If it does, I hope to pick it up on there because I'm curious and playing that too. Yeah, and that would be a beautiful game on the Switch, I reckon. Um, and just before, well, for me, I don't know if you've been doing much else. I've had a lot more, but the only one I want to mention, because I jumped in, finished it, it was really quick, but just super charming. One of my favorite things I did all in this holiday period was Donut County on the Switch. No, um, I never it's been it. out. It's been out for a little while on, uh, I think, Steam. But it's just this tiny little sort of indie game, and you are literally controlling a hole in the ground that a raccoon sends you from an app to swallow all his animal friends, and you're all discussing it under the world that you've 
appeared and it's just the most bizarre thing and you have to take down other raccoons and and you you swallow things in, as this tiny hole in in the ground and the more you swallow the bigger the hole becomes this doesn't sound like a good conversation anyway you can swallow all kinds of things until you can like you know you go from like bushes and rocks until you can take whole cars and buildings and there's just something really uniquely satisfying about the whole experience even the story was really funny and witty um, and just like really cute sort of graphics and presentation but uh, yeah I really enjoyed it and I think it was only like 16 bucks from what I recall but yeah that's um, that's what I've been playing you you've been playing anything else you want to mention no I wouldn't say so I could mention my cricket high scores again Okay, so we're going to end that right there. Okay. Um, <laughs> guys, that's, uh, that's the games we've been playing, which, which brings us quickly to... What, what do you got? feel like you got something there. Yeah, my cricket average got to 100 at one stage. There it is. We, we did it. We, we got... I mean, it's a good average. You better have gotten a bloody achievement for no. it. No! Oh, my God. The I'm, achievement's probably single life because of how long it takes you to get that kind of average. <laughs> Um, uh, well, that takes us to this episode's shout out, which we're pretty excited about because it's a little bit different. Because this time the shout out is ourselves. Yay! Hooray! <laughs> well, we we, te- we teased it that we were working on something else for this year. Yes. So uh, here's the news now for everyone that's been waiting to hear it, or for those that don't really care, we're going to tell you anyway. <laughs> Yeah, stop banging at my door. Stop calling me and emailing yeah. and demanding this news, guys. Yeah. Here it is. Uh, we're expanding the podcast. Yeah. What? You already have so much on your plates. What? You guys are already so awesome. Uh, it's going to be double the amount. That's right. We're going to have game trains. No, I'm just joking. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the game trains. Oh yeah, no. Uh, so, we have been running normal game train fortnightly, which we're going to stick with fortnightly. So to yes. fill the gaps in those off weeks, we've got another podcast called the platform coming. The platform. That's right. So the platform. Well, yeah, the platform. So pretty much this podcast is to do with interviews. We felt on this normal podcast, we couldn't squeeze interviews in. We've discussed it many times. We've had recordings. But we just couldn't find a, where to put them in, otherwise it would stretch some of these episodes out to like two hours, etc. So we figured we're going to do a separate podcast called The Platform. It's going to be interviewing people in and around the gaming industry, like from people like developers, cosplayers, streamers, PR people, you know, anyone that we can get on that will discuss their gaming stories with us. Yep. So we've got a, we've Old got a and few, young, near and far. Yeah, we've got a few lined up already and i've already gone out and recorded the first one and i've mentioned this guy on the podcast before but uh first one is with tim gadler who worked for sega aussie soft here in australia he was a reviewer slash walkthrough writer slash sega hotline operator so he's got a few interesting stories from back in the early 90s about when he worked for sega so check that out on our first episode of the platform which is going to be coming out next week so yes, I'm, be, I'm keen for that one. Yes. A hotline operator. So awesome. That, so retro. I know. It's, it's so good. It's so cool. So yeah, you know, um, jump on board the platform as well. It should 
we'll be linking it everywhere we would normally link this anyway. So you shouldn't really miss it if you listen to us normally. Yeah, but yeah. you don't have to subscribe to a different. It's not a different uh, podcast called the platform. It's still under Game Train. If you've subscribed to Game Train, you'll get it right where you always get it. Yes, you should. So in theory, anyway. Nice. Yes. I'm pretty excited about that one. That's going to be really cool. A lot of interesting conversations in the future, yeah, I think. Yeah. So, yeah, it's a different style to what we have here. Uh, and, yeah, it'll be just dropping in those weeks when we aren't doing this normal one. So we can have content constantly running out, um, rolling out. And, yeah, all right. I hope it's not constantly running out. Yeah. <laughs> Um, okay, well, that takes us to our review for the episode. And as I said, it's a little bit different this time. Um, we're going to do a little thing called 19 in 19, which is uh, 19 of our games that we are most excited for for 2019. In no particular which, order. In no particular order. And it was a lot more challenging than I thought, because I think Callan first came up with this concept and called me and said, like, okay, let's just you know, get 19 games together. And I was like, that's heaps, easy. But there's so many here that we aren't mentioning from my list and from Callan's list because we both wrote our own lists and how we did it was we got a bunch of games that we all wrote together the same. So any games that we had the same thing on our lists and then we swapped lists with each other and I chose the games off Callan's list that I cared about and he did vice versa. So... There was games there that we wanted to chat about, but because the other person didn't choose them, they're not there. So it's a very interesting master list, I think. I really like how we did it. Okay, all right. Well, uh, who wants to roll out the first one? Okay. Have you? I, this is a funny order we have this in, uh, isn't actually, it? Actually, I think you go with the big announcement from this morning, because I know you're very excited for this game. So go into Mortal Kombat 11. Oh, is that the one from this morning? I had no idea. Of course it is. Yeah. Uh, guys, Mortal Kombat 11. I am very excited for this one. It, uh, they just announced it this morning. Um, there was a, like a, a reveal show, I suppose you could call it, uh, that came out well early for us. It was 5 o'clock in the morning, which it's unusual. They've never done anything like this in the Mortal Kombat series. Uh, it was very, um, I don't know, it was very, I, I want to say it was very Rockstar, but Rockstar just released sort of videos. This was like they did a whole event that, yeah. you know, and, and they had like, it was like a teeny weeny little mini E3 and Ed Boon was there and there was a bunch of people doing sort of announcements. They were selling drinks. They were doing tattoos. There was like stunts and photos and it was full on and I, I had no idea. Uh, but yeah, so they revealed a bunch of characters which I wish I could find here because I had written it all down in a list that has disappeared and I have found it. Um, no, I have not. That's the wrong one. Oh, goodness. Okay, so it looks like you can uh, customize your characters with costumes. Yes. Oh, I'm so glad that's coming back, which I think they've gotten from Injustice 2. Mm-hmm. They've, they've, they did a similar thing in the last Mortal Kombat 10. You could have three different sort of variations of every character, but now... Besides those, you can make your own variations and you can choose different outfits and costumes, but even moves and weapons and what they say in the intro and what they say at the end. They showed us that um, Baraka is coming back from Mortal Kombat 2 fame. They are bringing back Scarlet, who was in Mortal Kombat 9, 
who is the girl that controls blood, who, when you see it in really quick visual stuff, looks like Harley Quinn a bit. Uh, um, Sonya Blade. Sonya is back, and she is played by Ronda Rousey, which is strange, but anyway. Yes, that is pretty strange. I'm not sure how I feel about that. I mean, I know why it's happened and what kind of sort of, uh, you know, promotional angle they're going for there, but I did hear a little snippet of her voicing Sonya, you know, and it, it just it, it it didn't look very good, but, you know, it's still cool. It's great for her fans. Uh, it must be great for her. She must be pretty stoked. I could imagine she played a lot of Mortal Kombat and probably as Sonya Blade when she was younger. Um, yeah. So that was pretty cool. There was... Who else did they show that there was confirmed? Scorpion, obviously, is Sub-Zero, there. Sub-Zero, Raiden. Yes, uh, Raiden's there. Cabal was not an official announcement. They had a man rush past the screen as they were making an announcement. And, you know, they feigned shock and was like, oh, goodness, what what on earth was that that we just done seeing? Uh, but everyone said when you paused it, you could clearly see Cabal and his hooks on his back. And that's also one of the moves he famously does since Mortal Kombat 3. So that's pretty exciting. Uh, and there was a new... What was his name? I have still lost my list here. I wrote it all out. It's, a, it's okay. Uh, I know you're very excited for this game. I'm so excited. But what is this new character? He controls earth and dirt and stuff and time, mm. which uh, as, um, as Ed Boon was explaining it, he has even moves where he can control the time in the timer up on the screen in the fight. Really? And make that go backwards. Uh. So... I thought that was just so cool. It's almost like quite Deadpool of him. Yeah, okay. You know how it's interesting. Deadpool could take the um, health bar and bash you up with it in Marvel vs. Capcom. So that was pretty cool. But yeah, I thought that was very interesting. So And, and apparently there's going to be all kinds of situations with time in this particular story where like characters are meeting young versions of themselves and so on and so forth. So I'm getting a big, bit of a... Um, uh, future past X-Men kind of vibe happening, which I'm pretty excited for because it means probably some really cool slash really lame outfits, hopefully, yeah. from the old days. Mm-hmm. I'm just, I'm really excited for that. Um, yeah. But, uh, also, sorry I lost my notes, guys, because I can't for the life of me tell you the name of the brand new character, which I sh- really should have had. But, um, but uh, for those that are looking forward to this, it does come out the 23rd of April. We should keep this moving because this isn't the Mortal Kombat 19 section. It's 19 in 19. So we've got another 18 yeah, game right. to get through. So let's keep, All right. Well, let's that one's one. done. Yeah, we'll keep on moving. What's here. next? Uh, we've got Session. Yes. Session, which is a skateboarding game, which is coming out on Windows and Xbox One from uh, Creature Studios. Uh, yeah, and it, it looks like the answer to what everyone was hoping for, which is a new skate. Yeah, skate from, from EA. Where is that? Cricket noise, please. Yeah. Thank you, there EA. You uh, just silence on <laughs> EA's end. Wow. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Session Look, it's a skateboarding game. I love skateboarding games. I'll play any skateboarding game that comes out. Yep, so, like Oli Oli. Like Oli Oli. So, Session, please come out this year. I know the, they said it uh Microsoft's E3 presser. 2018, which I attended in person, which was cool, um, <laughs> that yep, it that was coming cool. in 2019. So hopefully we get some updates on this game soon. Hopefully it doesn't get pushed back to 2020 because I'm keen. Yeah. And I just please be good. Please be good. 
please be good to make EA just get a move on and just to say that skating games are not dead. Yeah. Uh, okay, so next, let's jump to the next one, uh, which I have here, Rage 2. Rage 2, that's right. So this is out on the 14th of May. Uh, yes. Made by Bethesda. It's that very, uh, what would you say, Mad Max looking game. Yes, that's exactly what I would say. Um, Mad Max looking game. It's like post-apocalyptic, desert, colorful, crazy fun, and cars. Lots and lots of cars. cars. It's, yep. uh, it's, it's Mad Max. Uh, co-op as well. It's co-op? Yeah. Really? Yeah. That's fantastic. So it's also Borderlands. Yeah, pretty much. Goodness, that is so cool. Mm. So Bethesda, don't drop the ball. Yeah, that is. Do not drop the ball. Mm-hmm. Wow. Um, uh, to- yeah. Okay. Talking about uh, companies dropping the ball, we've got EA up next. <laughs> wow. And um, <laughs> come on now. <laughs> come on. Uh, they've got a they've got a small game in the works called Anthem. Or oh, just that little itty bitty title. Yeah. Uh, 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 developed by Bioware, published by EA. Uh, the Destiny-looking game, which we were looking at screenshots last night, and someone's like, oh, that's Destiny, and someone's like, nah, it's Anthem. Yeah, it looks so much like Destiny. And, I mean, they are going for the Destiny audience, but I didn't know they were just going to visually go for it. You know, it's like, whoa, that is that is really close. Yeah, it feels... It just, if, the screenshots look like it. Oh, I'm hoping this is going to be an awesome game. I think they are going to challenge Destiny here for that sort of loop-based, sort of uh, futuristic combat style. I don't even know what you call it, really. Well, it's third-person, this one, rather than first-person. Yeah, but, you know, yeah, similar, sort of, yeah, always. Yeah, there's, like, four classes um, in this one, um, which they're, they're designed through different robot suits this time. So I think you, you make a character, yes. and you can just switch suits whenever you feel like it. Yeah, javelins, yeah, jav- as they call yeah, them. Yeah, javelins. So I think you do that back at home base, and then you go out to the wild. So... Like one day you might be playing one type of javelin, and then Carl might come online and go, "Oh, I'll join you in this javelin now." Uh, it yeah. kind of reminds me a bit of uh, Titanfall Two when you had all the different sort of sized mechs that you could level up and switch between, depending on what kind of fight you were having. I mean, very different kind of games, but just in that kind of way where you're switching between instead of having one character that you're leveling up, and oh, it looks like. Iron Man, and it looks like fun, and just please be good, please be good, please, please be, be good. good. Don't drop the ball, EA. Please have a good story, Bioware, and it'll be an, if if they pull it off to fan like people's expectations because you can't really say fans' expectations because there hasn't been this game before. Uh, we'll just say people people that expect this game. Uh, well, Bioware it, fans, yeah, it it could technically be a running in for game of the year. Oh yeah, absolutely. Actually, everything on the li- on this list technically is the running for game of the year because they haven't come out yet. I can't wait to see Trials get game of the year. <laughs> <laughs> That's come on, don't laugh. Trials—they worked really hard on that game. Session eh? game of the year. I'd be like, <laughs> yep, yeah. I'd be stoked. Imagine EA just crying in the corner. Um, okay, so <laughs> right, I better I better mention it anyway. Trials Rising is. Uh, When's that one coming out? Uh, 12th of February from Ubisoft. Thank you. You're the best. Uh, That one, if anyone knows what Trials is, you know what that is. If you don't, it's like a 2D physics-based torture game of you riding on a motorbike and trying to get from one side to the other in these like progressively harder and harder into impossible levels. And it's 
stupid fun. It's like it is the dark souls of of motorbike trials racing. Yeah, yeah. I I played the little demo beta that they released of this. Uh, let's just say it, I found this game very easy, and I feel like I've already finished it, so I don't have to play it the full thing. Oh, <laughs> you're gonna skip the hard levels, <laughs> please. Please just never play it and let me unlock all the hard levels. And then one day when you come over, just play like the very hard sort of last world. <laughs> one go only. <laughs> I watched a video of someone playing through it, like one of the developers talking about it. And this was like one of, one of the levels that only unlocks once you finish the game. So I think they're called extreme levels or something. Oh, no. Oh, my gosh. It looks so difficult. Man, I've... I love it to bits, but I've never been one that was able to ever finish like any of those extreme levels or even like most of the very hard ones will take me. So it's, it, it works kind of like Celeste and Super Meat Boy where when you crash or you die, you press restart and it brings you right back in like a millisecond. So you don't have enough time to be angry. You just try again and try again and try again. But it counts your deaths and the levels only go for like a minute or you know three minutes max but some of them i was getting like next to 200 deaths just in a run of just trying to finish it and i didn't know there was a limit but many times i just hit the limit and just died more times than they allowed you to and i just had to give up Mm -hmm. and just start the whole thing again because you can start back from checkpoints and just try and do the same jump over and over and just you move like a millimeter in a, in a direction and it changes everything with how fast you go and how high you are and where the tire lands and oh my god it's just it's really fun it is really fun oh before we continue mm-hmm. listeners passengers please be seated for this just so you don't hurt yourself the new character's name in Mortal Kombat 11 was Garrus there we go I found it and I said it wow okay we can we can move on that was he's a cool black dude that controls dirt there you uh, go. And can rip brains out of your head. So, All right. uh, moving right along. So we've got Biomutant next. Yes. That was one we both kind of... I think everyone kind of forgot about that, but it's apparently coming this year. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's uh, that one where you play as a, as a cat. Um, there's lots of different... A little thing. Yeah, it's, uh, it's from THQ Nordic. It looks really interesting. Um, yeah, it looks like there'll be a, a lot of character customizations, like this third person crazy kung fu cat that also shoots guns as well so it's like this open worldish game looks interesting it looks cool um I'm ho- very colorful yeah. yeah i'm hoping it releases this year i really do it really reminds me of rocket raccoon yeah like a lot but yeah really strange like we haven't really heard anything like that for the story except that it's post-apocalyptic and that all these strange animals slash you know and, and they're like cyborgs and they're looking for bits of metal and and technology and we don't know why or what's going on but it is very interesting and curious but uh yeah that's that's one we're excited about uh, another one that's coming again from bethesda is doom eternal so this is a uh, follow-up from the uh the doom game like that uh, reboot of doom they did a few years ago yes yeah which was just doom i think they're just calling it doom 2016 yeah, so this is uh, Doom Eternal coming out this year, which looks really cool again. Uh, again, they're going with that fast-paced action style. Uh, it, those that played Doom 2016, like, you know, where you'd, like, 
you know, dash across the level and smash the monster's head off and then kick another one in the head and then shotgun another one. They're going for that whole style again with Doom Eternal, so it looks really cool and fun and exciting. So, yeah, that is also coming out on um, on Switch as well as PC, Xbox, and PlayStation. So That is awesome. It's so nice to see these games, these sort of bigger games coming out on Switch day and date with the other ones. Yeah. I think that's really cool. Um, so is Mortal Kombat 11, uh, no, actually. No, it got that's... pushed back on Switch. Oh, no, did it? Yeah. Hey, you heard it right here, right at the same time I did. Yeah. Um, uh, so I think the same yeah. might happen with Doom, but, you know, okay. hopefully they can pull it off. Yeah. Oh, no, pushed back. I hope there's not too much issues because I'm really excited to no, try that. No, it's only been pushed back like three or four weeks. Ah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. It's probably to do with compression and things like that and getting it, you know. Yeah. Just take out Ronda Rousey's vocals. Cool. Okay, so another game which is really interesting. I don't know much about it, but the trailer was really cool. uh, It's this action-adventure third-person shooter called Control. Yes. Is this the Remedy, guys? Yeah, developed by Remedy and published by 505. Uh, It's this very trippy sort of weird sort of third-person shooter. Um, it just looked, it looks really interesting and that's why I put it in this list because it's grabbed my attention straight away. Yeah. When we saw that trailer was, I think it was at E3 we first saw it. Yeah. Something like that. Mm. And it was, it was just like this out of nowhere, new IP, which is always really fun. You know, just something to jump on that that's never been tried before. And there was just this weird vibe, like the colors, there was a lot of reds and whites and blacks and patterns. Um, but it kind of there was an eeriness that reminded me of Inside, even though like a completely different game. Mm. Just sort of vibe-wise, though, there was there was that real inf- Inside from uh, Play Dead games, which I was really feeling, and I I really think that could be an interesting take on a on a shooter yeah. or puzzle. I don't know what you'd call it, but yeah, it looks really cool. All right, next up, we've got uh, Devil May Cry Five. Is this from Capcom? Coming out very soon in in March, it looks like. So. Following on from uh, the Devil May Cry series. Now, I haven't followed the series in a long time, so I can't yeah, really speak right. much of it, but it's fun. I played the demo of it, and it was uh, it was really slick. felt really nice. Oh, you did play that demo, mm. yeah. Uh, so, yeah, it should be cool. It, it looks great, too. Like, Capcom have a big start to this year, actually, which is pretty exciting for them. Yeah, and when they go hard, it's really cool. Like, you know, like when they did Monster Hunter and stuff, and they've just... I feel like they do real like big years and then a lull year and then a big year and like there's, there's this weird sort of wave of Capcom stuff that keeps happening and they always just strike gold somewhere in there. Well, they had Monster Hunter and the Mega Man 11 and the Mega Man Legacy Collections last year. Like, So last year wasn't Ooh, yeah. really a down year for them. No, that's. I don't think last year was the down year. I think it was the year before, whichever one had the um, Marvel vs. Yeah, Marvel vs. Capcom, yeah. Yeah, yeah, but it's uh, it's fine. Mm. Devil May Cry Five does look awesome. Um, for anyone who hasn't played it, it's kind of like Bayonetta, which is funny because Bayonetta is kind of like Devil May Cry, third person, uh, um, action game, stylish action, yeah, stylish combo action game. You know, you you got guns, you got, Getting points. You got a sword, you fight hordes of monsters. It's over the top. It's wild. There's Heavy metal guitars going. It's yeah, yeah. That, it's a yeah. it's a real video game. Yeah. 
Uh, following from that is Concrete Genie, which I also played a demo of this at E3. So this is uh, developed mm. by Pixel Opus and published by Sony. This is a Sony exclusive. Now, this is um, another third-person game, but you play as this boy who has, like, a, a paintbrush, and you paint designs on the walls, and the paintings sort of come alive with, like, creatures and and things like that, and you can choose your styles of painting and make different creatures that will help you solve different puzzles and et cetera in this game. And it's, it's really, really fun. Yeah, and you're like a um, defenseless sort of kid that's kind of dealing with a bit of bullying issues. Yeah, there's all these um, bullies chasing around. you around the town. And, you're and you own, have nothing except your paintbrush. <laughs> your magical paintbrush, which makes monsters on the wall. So you can design I, these monsters how you want. So the way you move your paintbrush as you draw the monster will will change the, the, the design of the monster. So if you go up and down, it'll be a tall, skinny monster. But if you go from side to side, it might be a longer monster. Yeah, and there's like trees that you can do and grass and all kinds of fun elements. And um, and I got to sit down with the with one of the guys from the creative team that made this game. And he talked me through this. And it was a very, very strange and amazing situation. We were sitting there in the PlayStation booth at E3. Yep. And the dude's just sitting there. And I'm like, and he's like, oh, no, what you want to do is go over here. Yeah, I remember when we were designing this bit. And I'm like, this is so strange for me. How did I get here? Yeah. <laughs> it was one of those well, moments. The weirder one was when I was playing Dreams, sitting on the beanbags next to the developer there, and he's explaining me through Dreams. And I'm like, oh, this isn't my sort of yeah. game, dude, but okay. <laughs> that was crazy. Cause, I mean, and he's like Sackboy fame, right? Yeah. <laughs> that was a big, that was like a PlayStation oh, icon. Why didn't we have the platform <laughs> going then? <laughs> Oh, right. He could have done a really quick, sneaky interview. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, Concrete Genie, that looks really cool. I'm keen for that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, what do we got next here? Ooh. Yoshi's Crafted World. Yoshi's Crafted World. The new Yoshi game coming out on the Nintendo Switch on March 29. It's gorgeous. It looks fun. It's Yoshi. I, I cannot wait for that. One thing I really, really love about these uh, sort of Nintendo... 2D platformers is just, you know, the puzzles and all that are, are awesome, but I love how they look. And that's one thing as well that's I'm kind of like iffy about with the new, um, s- you know, Super Mario Brothers U is that it's just, it's so safe. Yeah. Visually, whereas the Yoshi ones, they just go crazy. Like the last one was all yarn. It's all just like woolly. And now it's all crafted. So similar, but there's like, there's boxes and cardboard and all kinds of string. And then you can go back. Every time you finish a level, you can turn around and go back the other side. And behind it, you can see all the labels and bits that weren't colored in and the rope holding bits together. And the whole world is made like that. And Yoshi himself is made of felt. And I just, I love these artistic sort of tweaks that they do. And they've done that with the Yoshi sort of standalone games ever since the very start, like when they did Yoshi's Island, and it was all just crayon mm. and drawings. It was gorgeous. Uh, speaking so, of gorgeous, um, remember that game Firewatch? I certainly do. Well, the developers of uh, Firewatch at Campo Santo have a new game coming out in 2019. This was shown off at E3 in 2017. It's yeah. called In the Valley of the Gods. Oh, this looks so good. <laughs> uh, and this is like... This one is this is the one that's about like the uh, 
the photographers. Yeah, going into the pyramids and stuff. Yeah, and it just such an interesting twist. Like I, I would say that it's like crazy and a big different outlook, but it's not that crazy for this genre. I think it really works because it's like the walking simulator. So being like, I think they're both filming a uh, documentary together and I love, what I loved the most about Firewatch is the dynamic between you and, what's her name, Delilah, I want to say? Yeah, something like that, yeah. Uh, it's, and it's just their writing and their voice acting was just brilliant between the two characters. So I already know that these developers are really good at creating, at least they've done it once, which is enough for me, um, creating this really interesting chemistry and this push and pull between two characters. And in, in Firewatch, you were by yourself. And she, was, she only existed as a voice in a radio. Mm. Um, and that was enough to pull me through that whole game because I was just fascinated with their relationship. So this one, I'm so excited because there's two people actually there with each other. And I can't wait to see how these guys make these two characters interact in this gorgeous looking game. So yeah, very excited. So we've got a new Far Cry game coming. Uh, Far Cry 5.5, I like to call it. New Dawn. Nice. Uh, it's coming out Ye- February yep. 15. It follows on directly from the end of Far Cry 5, set like 20 years on or something. Yeah, so just scroll back about five minutes and listen to what we said about Rage 2. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> Pretty much that's what you're getting. This is going up against Rage 2 as um, who wants to be Mad Max the most. Yeah, and I think, I mean, Rage 2 wins that just because of the setting, because Far Cry is going to be a lot less deserty. That's what it has going for it. There's more, it's, they've made it like um, a more beautiful setting yeah. in the post-apocalyptic situation. And this is many years later, about 16 years afterwards. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, people have grown up and they, they've sort of lived a life and now they're just living. So I think that's their take on it. They're not like surviving. They're just living and thriving in, in the new world. And it's pretty, which is a really different take on post-apocalyptic, which is always like either a desert or like uh, smashed up buildings with radiation everywhere and mutants and things. So it's very interesting. And I can't wait to see and, you know, look through a world that's sort of pretty and post-apocalyptic and i just hope it's different enough because they are using the exact same map yes that's right uh also speaking of post-apocalyptic worlds we've got wasteland 3 nice very smooth segue there i just i have to i have to give you that thank one. you you're welcome so this um, one yeah. you're excited for so i'm leaving it with you yes uh wasteland 3 this is from the original developers of fallout before Fallout was Fallout. Before Fallout, there was Wasteland. Now, I, I wish I had like the whole Wikipedia history here in front of me, but uh, the dudes that made the first Wasteland, that was kind of their like concept and their writing, which created, you know, some of those guys went on to create the team to make the first two Fallout games before it got, you know, handed over to Bethesda and became Fallout 3, which some love and some wish it was more the first two and so on and so forth but the original team a lot of them are coming back to create this game which is very nicely timed after the epic fail of fallout 76 last year so i'm hoping with everything in me that this is like the 
story that we were lacking last time because these are the guys that kind of made that eerie, weird, funny, but interesting storytelling that we love so much about Fallout 1 and 2. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I'm really excited for this. All right. So I'm changing the next one because we actually spoke about it earlier. Changing? Yep. Wow. All right. So okay. It's Resident Evil 2, but we spoke about that back in games we've been playing when we played the demo. Yes. So we're subbing that one out and we'll bring in Pokemon RPG 2019. I didn't. I know. I, I definitely didn't sign off on that on your list. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you did. You love it. So a new Pokemon game is coming this year. I'm very excited about this game. Uh, Carl, not so much, but I don't care. Um, Whoa. I've been re- reading a lot of rumors about what's going on. So oh. a rumor is that there's going to be 102 new Pokemon. That's a lot. It's going to be the biggest world that they've ever created. And Dang. Game Freak want it to be their Breath of the Wild. Now, not in the way of like, I guess the way Breath of the Wild was made, but it's departure from Zelda's roots. And, All right. Right? In that style. So I think they want to separate from the old style of Pokemon and branch out in something a bit different. So... We might see something a bit different here, but this is all rumors, but people have been saying online, all these people um, have great sources, like someone but months before it even got announced um, wrote teasers about um, Pokemon, Pikachu, and Eevee coming out, you know, and things like this. So people feel like they've got good sources here. We'll see what happens, but reading all this stuff, I'm like, oh, I'm excited to see what they do. Mm, that that is interesting actually i wonder if they can get me in there yeah so that's all i want i just want to you know something to capture me yeah uh i'm not expecting an open world like breath of the wild but i'm expecting something more open than what they've done in the past yeah i wonder what can you what would breath of the wild a pokemon game like i don't i don't know i don't i really don't know i'm really curious to see what they roll out here um yep and and see and it's interesting that they're releasing pokemon games two years in a row now on the switch so that's also I know they are going all out and they're going all out the other one was just like a teaser on bringing new people in this one's like you know for everyone that's been playing the game for years so are we gonna have like every pokemon in the game which would be like seven to eight hundred now Whoa. And they're doing the movie this year. And the movie. So it's a big year for Pokemon. But speaking of Pokemon. Speaking of specifically Pokemon. Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> Beautiful. Your your last segue just got destroyed. I know. Uh, <laughs> so yes, Kingdom Hearts 3 is coming out the 29th of January. This oh, yuck. Finally. I'm not... I'm not even. I'm. I'm not excited for this because I have too much homework. Yeah, yeah. You've got a lot of homework. I've done all my homework. I did my homework months ago. Like I've been done. I'm just waiting now. Uh, I'm, oh, I'm fine with watching a 30 minute recap. No, I'm there. You've got like hours of video watching to go here. So it looks yeah. like this one is finishing up this whole saga that's been going since the original now. Um, which spans about six games now, but this is Kingdom Hearts three. Uh, yeah, yep, look, it's been in development for a long time. They've shown a lot of the game already. No one really knows how long it is. It might be about, they, they, they say the story should go for about 50 hours, which is actually quite a while for an RPG now. 
normally stories in RPGs go for about 30 with SideQuest and it brings you up to that 60 hour mark. They say the oh, story true. goes for about 50 and the SideQuest will take you up to about the 80 hour mark. So, I don't know. They say all the worlds are bigger than the ones that they've done in the past. So, that's really exciting. Yeah, there were some big worlds. So, yeah, I played the demo of this at E3 as well. It looks great. I just want to see where this story goes. Like, there's been spoils for me in these trailers and some people are like, nah. I was going to say, haven't you seen enough? Yeah, I've, I've like, seen it all. Nah, it's not that big of a spoiler. I'm like, bull, this spoiler, I'm not even going to mention it because it just annoyed me that much. Um, just really ticked me off. So, I'm hoping... Terrible. I'm hoping they haven't dropped um, all the eggs out of the basket yet. Oh, yeah, that's that's my main hope. Like, I, I'm already, you know, quietly confident that it's going to be a brilliant, beautiful piece of art and a wonderful game. I just hope that there's stuff in there to experience that we haven't seen or aren't knowledgeable of yet, you know? like Yeah, uh, and mm. you've got a lot of videos to watch, as well as you're going to be so lost. Actually, I feel really sorry for the people that are picking this up as their first ever Kingdom Hearts game and expecting, like, most games these days, like, when there's, like, you know, the third part of a, a story or, or whatever, it's normally accessible for people still. Yes. This is not. Yep. This is not. Like, you're going to be so lost. Even if you just play Kingdom Hearts 1, 2, and 3, you're going to be lost. Yeah, I heard someone describe it pretty well uh, with saying, like, what if I just play part 1, 2, and 3? Because that makes logical sense to me. It does. And then and the person replied with, it's exactly the same as seeing a... 10 season show will and watching the final season after only seeing season one and three. <laughs> yes, pretty much. That's exactly it. So imagine there's yeah, six seasons. Thought, wow. This is season six and you've only watched seasons one, three, and now going on to six. So you're missing yep. seasons you're... two, four, and five. Yep. Like full seasons of just like mm-hmm. character development and explanations yep. and character introductions. Yep. And, and why things are... are they are and yeah there's a there's a lot explanations there's a of things lot and... going on there and i feel sorry also for uh, look, people are going to review this game that haven't played the other ones before and they're going to be like the story makes no sense but for someone that's played them all the story's going to probably make sense to them so it's a it's, i don't know oh. <laughs> sorry uh, but then also like imagine like 12 year old carl getting this for, for for his birthday or something and He's like, yeah, which there'll be so many yeah, of. Yeah, and he's like, I, you know, because he likes Disney characters, and he's like, I don't know what this is about. Yeah, oh, so many. It's not even the 12 year old Carl. It's the like, you know, 30 to 40 to 50 year old Carl's mom and Carl's dad going, wow, people from Frozen and Toy Story and Big Hero 6. Hell yeah, look at the back of this box. Let's get this for our little kid. Yeah, especially Frozen. Like, parents will go, oh, you know, my kids love this game. So you know they yep. yeah, um, and they'll have this, they'll yeah, have that series, um, yeah. you know looping they'll have that looping trailer out the front of all the retailers. Yep. So parents will be like, "What is that game?" Like, "Oh, it's Kingdom Hearts." Yeah, check it out. Yeah, that's right. Anyway, another cool game to check out coming out the twenty second of March is Sekiro: Shadows Die Twice. Yes, <laughs> and, uh, and why I'm excited for this game is because I'll get to play a Souls like yeah! game. I can't wait for the text message from you of I give up and then a few hours later I did it yeah I did it I'm in love 
Yeah. So, uh, yeah, it's this, uh, uh, it's set in like a feudal Japan style game. Uh, it's got that really, really hard difficulty like Soulsborne games do. Uh, but they've added verticality in this time. So you've got a grappling hook. So that's going to change up a lot along the yes. way. So yeah, it looks difficult. They've actually changed the leveling system too. Oh, right. Okay. So in, and there's like so in, jumping and hopping around. Mm-hmm. It, well, yeah, yeah, jumping and all that too. Like in the in Dark Souls and Bloodborne, you kill enemies, you get bloods or souls, you'd save them up. If you die, you drop them on the ground. You got to get back to them. If you die again, you lose them. Then you put them into like strength, agility, you know, health, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. This one's doing away with all that. Instead, of, you get points to put into three different skill trees. So there's one to do with like prosthetic, which is your prosthetic arm. Another one to do with like general combat, and I think another one to do with like movement, etc. So uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see how all that welds into the game and coming up the optimal sort of build, I guess, to beat some bosses in this game. Oh man, I can't wait. Sorry, I have been uh, readjusting my room. Um, our good friend Genghis Tuan has just arrived back from his adventure in india oh okay right now as we speak yep. so my dog's being very excited yeah I, I can hear i can hear all right uh so uh next up we've got um ori 2 and the will of the wisps so ori was one of my favorite games to come out several years ago moon studios on the xbox and pc and it's this metroidvania 2d game and it is absolutely gorgeous the game is really hard at one point in the game, in the original Ori, I died a hundred times. I actually met the developer oh, that put... That, is that the tree? Yeah, the Ginzo tree. I met the developer that designed that area of the game. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so that's... Oh, man. Was that an awkward conversation? Yeah, yeah. Because I was asking him about it. I was like, oh, what's the difficulty like? He goes, oh, we'll tone it down a little because uh, people complain about the Ginzo tree from part one. I designed that. I'm like, I hate you. <laughs> I hate you. I hate everything you believe in. Yeah. It was a gorgeous game. Uh, it, 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 beautiful score. The soundtrack beautiful is story. amazing. Yeah, it's got a lot of feels and emotion. Uh, I'm really excited for this. I actually thought it was going to be um, 2018 because they announced it in 2017. I played it also at E3. It feels great. The new abilities already has, like, you can, like, dig this time. He's got... Other ways to traverse all looks really fun. There's like a time attack mode as well, where it gives you like little sections of the level and you can complete it in certain amounts of time, share with your friends. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of cool stuff that they've got going on with Ori and the Will of the Wisps. So more news when that eventually comes out. I can't wait. I'm very excited for that one too. Yeah, that that does look really fun. I know you're pretty hype about that mm-hmm. one. Hey, you, yeah. you still go on about that first one and... Yeah. Rightly so. Yeah, it's one of my favorite games in the last 10 years easily. I I just love it. It's so good. All right. So do you want to roll us into the last one? Our last and final game that we're excited about. And we've left out like 5 million of them. So don't worry about those. It was a very tricky situation how we had to uh, choose all this. But it is The Outer Worlds. Yeah, that's right. So Obsidian Entertainment have come out with a new RPG. It's coming out this year. They showed it off uh, last year, you know. Like, it came out of nowhere. I'm excited. Carl's excited. It looks like Fallout, but on a smaller scale, I think. 
Yeah, and it, this is like more based uh, in outer space. It looks like, like the wild, wild west times, but in outer space, there's like all these sort of old school looking... I don't know. It's hard to describe. It's like old school, but it's still futuristic mm-hmm. neon. Yeah. Yeah. So it, it looks fun. It looks like it's got quirky humor. It looks like it's got choices. It's very much like what Fallout normally is. And it's probably going to come out and people are going to lap it up after what Fallout 76 was. I feel like a lot of people are, are jumping in on this, this situation. I wonder if it's on purpose or if it's all just this wonderful coincidence oh, for these it's, it's, newer developers. It has to be a coincidence that they've made this. Like, well, Obsidian made um, Fallout New Vegas, right? So they've worked on a Fallout yes. project before. So I'd say they started this after they finished New Vegas. And, yeah, you know, continued with that sort of theme. And then now, what a time to bring it out after the disaster of what Fallout 76 was. Oh, brilliant you know, timing. Uh, it, it could, this new, it's a new IP, it could, you know, pick up a fan base instantly for those that were wanting more Fallout. And this might give them that, you know, oh my gosh, yes. here we go. You know, we want... And if it, if it came out like last year, earlier, people would be like, oh, this is just not Fallout, so I'm not keen. But yes. now people are hungry for Fallout because it's like they didn't get what they wanted exactly. or felt they deserved. Exactly. Yeah, so, uh, great yeah, timing. Fantastic. And the fact that they've already announced it and it's coming out this year rather than just showing a teaser and it coming out in 2021 or something like that, it's great that it's coming out in 2019. So that's, that's the final one on our 19 and 19. Bam! There it is. That's our uh, that's our look into the future Ooh. of this year. Wow! Yeah. So, yeah. And, and, man. and in saying that, we 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 left out games like Last of Us Two, Death Stranding, Ghost of Tsushima because we don't think they're going to be twenty nineteen titles. Yeah, and we, we yeah we just I'd love them not, to be especially sure. Last of Us Two, but I just don't see it happening. Uh, yeah, that's why those games weren't in there for those that are now like, why didn't you speak of The Last of Us 2? It's because we don't think it's coming out this year. We went with games that we've, we're pretty certain are coming out in 2019. And and for those who are like, why didn't you speak of Dirt Rally 2.0? I know, I feel you, bro. I feel you, but Callum didn't choose that from my list, unfortunately. Yeah, and uh, look, I would put the new AFL game on there and hopefully a new cricket game on there as well. <laughs> um, that's That's true. But... Carl, uh, right, Carl doesn't like fun. So anyway, let's move into those passenger questions and queries, yeah? Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Um, let's uh, let's do just that. Bam. All right, so we asked so, the passengers, give us one game that you're looking for in 2019. Just one. People couldn't help themselves and send us multiple anyway. Every time. Yeah. But it's good. It's better than no one sending us any. And we said don't include Last of Us 2, Death Stranding, Cyberpunk 2077. None of those because, again, we don't know that, you know, they, they all could come out this year. It, it could turn into, like, just this amazing year of games, but I don't think that's going to happen with those. I don't think so either. All right, let's start off. Peter Tron, she wrote The New Elder Scrolls. So she's optimistic. Okay. Okay. Thank you for that. Yep. Yep. Elder Scrolls, uh, the new one. Yeah. If it came out this year, imagine that. Imagine Bethesda rushed that out the door for damage control over Fallout 76 and then dropped the ball on that too. Oh, jeez. Just I, don't don't give it any more time. Let's keep okay, moving. Okay. All right. So Roger Brasse uh, said Anthem, which is on our 
on our list there. So yes. we've got another yeah. amp from Hype Fan. Uh, Beautiful. Eloid Vasquez. That's right. I think I got it right. His name. Yeah, uh, I think so. Our winner. Yeah, yeah, the winner himself. Kingdom Hearts 3 is going for, which is a safe bet. A lot of people are looking forward to that game. I know Full Art yep. is looking for the, forward to that game who didn't write in this time. But anyway. Ah, okay. We'll just assume it was Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, we'll, Thanks, just, say, we'll just say it was uh, Kingdom Hearts. Yep. All right. Paul Davison is looking forward to River Raid 3. Oh. Okay, you know what? I'd play that. <laughs> we'll, give him, we'll give him that one. And then we had a few people write in from our Twitter as well, which is kind of exciting. Remember, you can find us oh, that's at Game Train Talk. So this is cool. Uh, we had Lee Matthews write in, and they are looking forward to Boyfriend Dungeon. Wow. And Dead Matter. I've not heard of any. You have one of those, don't you, Callum? Dead Matter? No. Nah. <laughs> no, boyfriend dungeon. Never heard of it either. So, uh, yeah, I I I don't really know what those games were about at all. Yeah, maybe you'll have to Google for enough. me, Carl, and, and let me know sometime. I will. I will Google that for you one day. <laughs> all right, uh, Cooper Amused uh, said Concrete Genie and Control. So that was two of the games that were on our list as well. Yes, yep. of, two of the more quirkier ones yeah. too, so that's cool. Uh, Mrs. Lilante, who we had on the podcast last year. Ah, hello, uh, hello, Miss. She said Fire Emblem Three Houses. Now, I'm. this was on my original list, but Carl didn't choose it. Yeah, so this was right there with Dirt Rally 2.0. <laughs> yeah, so uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to that one too, Mrs. Lilante. So another Switch game. Carl will get it anyway. I already know he will. Yeah, I already know Callum will get Dirt Rally 2.0. <laughs> No. Uh, and <laughs> last of all, we got Vandalized, and they said Tropico 6. And we met the developers oh. of this at E3 as well. Yeah, that was a really cool session we had, actually. Even, I think even Genghis Tuan, who was there with us, was like, yeah. damn, that looks good. Yeah, like, actually, with a lot, a lot of these games we checked out at E3, which is kind of cool. But yeah, we, we sat down with the developers, and they, sh- they ran us through, like, a, a demo of the game and all that, which was really cool. It's really fun. Um Six in the uh, Tropico series, where you play as uh, what El Presidente. Yeah, that's the one. Mm-hmm. And all these different, like, beautiful locations. And yeah. Sometimes you got to do ones with like many tropical archipelagos and all that sort of stuff down in like South America or whatever. Ah, yeah. So that looks fun. It's it like a uh, it's like a sim building game, but you're making like a uh, gosh, what would you call it? Dictatorship. I suppose so, yeah. It's very strange. Yeah, but yeah it looks cool. It looks there fun. There you go. But thank you for writing in with all those games. Yeah, guys, that was awesome. That was um, that was really nice to come back to with uh, people getting involved already in, in what is our first official episode of the year. And uh, that takes us to the end of our first real episode of 2019, uh, episode 54, mm-hmm. which of course means we have to uh, take it through our... Lame train, love train, and our hype train. So, without further ado, Mr. Callum Davison, let's bring it into the lame train. All right, so, hit me with your lame train. Okay, uh, this one hurts. This could be my lame train of the year. Ooh, Kingdom Hearts okay. 3 is... Yeah, that's fine. Oh, yeah. yeah. Kingdom Hearts 3 comes out January the 29th. I am going to be away on holiday from January 24th through to like February 3rd. 
Uh, someone is getting married, I know, in Thailand. I've been invited, so I'm going to Thailand for a holiday for this wedding. I requested that they re- uh, move the wedding date several times <laughs> because, as I said, I have been waiting for this game longer than you've known your soon-to-be wife. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I feel oh like I've got I... some sort of... Sort of There's some sort of pull there. Yeah, yeah, it didn't work. So, um, no? sadly, mm. I am going to Thailand. I'm missing the launch of this game, which I've been looking forward to for a long time. Uh, I think that might have been the most uh, first world problem sentence I've ever heard. <laughs> yeah, yeah. S- sadly, I'm going to Thailand. Sadly, I'm going to be sitting on an island in Thailand for nine days. Oh my god, I'm so sorry for you. I know, I know. Uh, yeah, sadly, Kingdom Hearts Three is not on the Switch. Otherwise, I'd be fine with it. Yep, that's very true. Yeah, all right. And so, what is yours? Mine, I just found out this morning. Mine is the uh, very heavily awaited Mortal Kombat 11 collection, collector's edition. Oh, yeah. Uh, got announced today. How good did that and I was, look? I'd love to get one of those. Amazing. There's a, there's a full-size scorpion mask, which looks incredible. There's an awesome, like, circle sort of metal... Uh, Mortal Kombat logo. I think it's a magnet. Oh my god, it looks awesome. Uh, anyway, I went. Uh, you know, I was gonna go and get myself a copy, but I was speaking to a, one of our good friends, old Matt from Drop Bear Gaming, and he told me he went to go pre-order his. And when the guy pulled it up on the computer, he's like, "Oh yeah, four ninety nine ninety five. Thanks." Cool. And he went, "Nah, no, no way." Now I think I'll just fly to Thailand left the shop. <laughs> I think I'll just fly nearly anywhere <laughs> on a, like a decent, at least one way. Wow. 500 bucks for a mask in a game. Really? Like, it's getting out of control, isn't it? Come on, man. Like, I mean, And all you're going to do with that mask is sit on your shelf. It's not like you're going to be walking around like freaking Woolworths with it on or something. <laughs> which wouldn't make it worth any more anyway. <laughs> you know, I don't... And, it, the mask, guys, if you haven't seen it, please go check it out. It looks fantastic. When I saw it, I was like, oh, I'm getting it. I don't care how much it is. I'm getting that. I don't care. I just don't care. And then I heard 500. And I was like, oh, yeah, I care. Um, so <laughs> Not- I'll tell you what you should wait for. You know how EB always have those sales, how they have all those excess super collector's editions? Just wait. Just wait. And just pounce. This is not Fallout 76. Have you seen they've got those helmets everywhere for like... 80 bucks <laughs> or like yeah. <laughs> still stocked full and like people are like I don't know that rubbish helmet it, even rubbish the Fallout game. one was cheaper at like $350 so I don't know how yep. they've gotten it up to $500 but mm. I don't yeah that's just mm-mm. I was I would nearly do it for 300 I reckon I would like I'm an R and probably eventually do it but five came in alright so yeah that's my lame train let's uh Let's take it to the love train. All right, Mr. Kellen, what is your love train? I like playing all these Wii U games like New Super Mario Bros. Wii U Deluxe on my Switch. Perfect. Yeah. Some people hate it and are like, oh, Nintendo, blah, blah, blah. People don't buy it. It's for people like me that never got to play it on Wii U because I never owned a Wii U. So for me... Which is most people. This is this is a new game for me. I hadn't played this game before. So I purchased it and I'm happy with that purchase. 
people blowing up on Twitter and the internet going, oh, 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 whinging about it. It's like, don't buy it. Simple. Move on. That's a, that is a very true. Why should I have um, to pay for this awesome. game again? I already bought it once on the Wii U. Cool. Go play your Wii U version. I'll enjoy mine on the Switch. Yeah, it's like they're um, assuming that this is coming out instead of something else, but the alternative to uh, Super Mario Brothers U Deluxe, New Super Mario Brothers, jeez, I can never, I can never say like New Super Mario Brothers U Wii Deluxe XYZ Ultimate Super Smash Brothers Ultimate. <laughs> you know, there's all these games. Um, but the alternative to that game is no game. It's not like they're going to like make a, a brand new one instead of. like This is not a one or the other. Like The time that it would take to make those two are so vastly different. One is just already there. Yeah, and they, and they drop it on like January 12th when like, or 11th, whatever it was, when nothing else is out. You know, It's not like they're saving out for holiday season and putting it in that window when they should be releasing other stuff. They just put it at this very quiet time of the year. It's perfect. It, it, it's, it's just so it's, perfect. So, it's so good. And people still complain about it. Stop it. This is I, starting I, to sound like a, a lame I know, train. <laughs> I, know, I know. I love that they're doing this. Please keep it up. I want to see new Super Mario Brothers World next, please. Yes. And Land. La- Land was on. the 3DS one. Yeah, but put it in there as well. I reckon they're, they're going to do a, both of them. Okay. Because I think they were slightly different. One of them had no catsuit. Oh, that would be the Land one. Yeah, probably. Uh, well, let's uh, move right along. Where's your love train? To... My love train is fun because I really just love fun. You're trying it's to get that one off many you now, people. Aren't you? <laughs> I, I think it's something that people all just really know about <laughs> me. They say like, We've had it "What about that Carl guy?" Oh, I know that Carl guy. He really loves fun. Mm. Yeah, that's me. That's nah. so my nah. my official love nah. train for episode fifty four is nah. fun. Nah. I just love it so much. Every time I see fun somewhere, I'm like, uh, cool, man. If you're listening to this, please like write you. on our Facebook page that Carl still does not like fun, so we, we can keep this one going. Wow, that's that's awful. Uh, yep. Well, my real love train, because it definitely isn't fun, is uh, Elder Scrolls Online, which I just jumped on a couple of days ago just to see what was happening. Uh, and then I, I got stuck in there forever. Uh, and I haven't stopped playing for like days and days and days. And I've been staying up really late at night, which I haven't done in in a very, very long time, and I didn't expect it to happen in a game this old, but since the 4K update, it looks stunning, and it's really fun, and it just feels like Skyrim, but, and I'm not, I'm not playing with anyone, I'm just doing it all one player, and I've, I've just been doing, like, you've got normal story quests in there, and the, the actual lore is really interesting, there's so much voice acting, so it just feels like you're playing this full, like, one-player adventure, the voice acting is like actually pretty cool. The models look great now. I re-rolled and started all over again. Um, I've been having so much fun, and I don't know how. No one's playing it. I just randomly jumped in. And not just Elder Scrolls Online, but I love that in general. When you just see a game sitting there in your shelf, it happens every now and then, you know, something like maybe Doom or Dishonored, and you're like, yeah, I'm going to just chuck this in and see what happens. And I wonder why every one of the games I've mentioned are all Bethesda games. <laughs> they must have that pull. Uh, but anyway, that is my love train, ladies and gentlemen. That brings us to the one, the only, the hype train. Hype train. All right, Callan. 
Hit us with your hype train. It, it was Resident Evil 2 Remake continuing on with that after playing the demo, but after the announcement of Dragon Ball Z RPG, I'm too excited for it. You were so excited, you completely forgot it from the news. Yeah, that's right, because I was that excited for it. Well, speaking of being so excited about stuff that you forgot, I'm very, very excited about Mortal Kombat 11, and hence I forgot like everything they announced in that new character earlier, so I, I know exactly what you're talking about. Yep. I'm feeling it as well. Um, but yeah, so that is my hype train. Ladies and gentlemen, that is episode 54 of The Game Train, episode 1 of 2019. My name is Carl Smith. Uh, I'm Callan Davis. Now remember, you can always catch us on facebook.com slash gametrainpodcast, www.gametrainpodcast.com, Instagram at gametrainpodcast, or on Twitter, as we mentioned earlier, at Game train talk. Yes. Uh, oh wait, Twitter. Yes, yes, of course. And also remember that next week we have the first episode of the platform coming out, where I speak to Tim Gadler about all things to do with uh, Sega back in the early nineties. So check out our new podcast. Love to get you guys Ooh, yeah. on board on that podcast. Be exciting, and remember, please. Uh, rate and review us on iTunes because every rating and review helps. Absolutely, guys. And thank you so much for everyone that has been supporting us up to now. Uh, we are back and we have a lot of excitement and plans for this podcast this year. And it's, it's going to be a lot of fun. So let's do this thing. Ladies and gentlemen, thank you very much, passengers, for listening. As always, this has been Game Train.